Welcome everyone to the last video store clerks podcast with Frank and Scott. The days of blockbuster Hollywood and the independent video store are over. But searching the shelves for that special overlooked movie will never end. The one that really sticks with you forever. Let's drown ourselves in a sea of streaming services and ask the question, what the fuck is that? Does this hold up? And just what the hell is a good movie anyway? I'm Frank Roll. I'm Scott Moran. And we're the last video store clerks. <laughs> Drape myself in linens. Paint you like one of them French girls. <laughs> like, do you get it? Yeah. You haven't seen it, though. Transitively. I've got it on VHS somewhere. It's Olympia's copy. No, I don't have a VCR. Because <laughs> I cover it up with my hand. <laughs> so I watched Scary Movie 2 and 3. Two? Oh, because you'd watch one. Okay. You know? Three was pretty good. What was the main, uh, what was the main like real movie they were fucking with in three? Uh, Signs. Was that it's the Signs Char- one? Charlie Sheen and Simon Rex. Simon Rex was in it. For some reason, there's a bunch of Eight Mile shit in it. Oh, so it's the Kevin Hart, Anthony Anderson. Is that his name? I Anthony- think they're in four as well. Those two. Well, so you- three is when the Naked Gun guy takes over. Leslie and the Wayans Nielsen. are not in it. They don't have anything to do with it It, well is that the one where leslie nielsen is president or yes okay i've watched them i think that might carry over (laughs) into four and possibly five five i haven't seen see so i think i did it's just of course you've seen the older ones more you know yeah it happens i feel like the simon rex charlie sheen thing is what started to confuse me as to what came in what movie like something about them being in one or two. That shit was good. It was on point. If you're a fan of signs, <laughs> those jokes are really good. Because they did the, like, M. Night pulls up and he, like, drives off, like, all erratic. Like, after the killed your wife part. They do it so good. <laughs> and Denise Richards is the wife. Well, I told you about, did you ever see Haunted House? Marlon Wayans? Yes. We watched that one on a whim. It was so good. It was so good. They were really good it. when they were in their prime. I, well, funny. I never fucking heard White of Haunted House. Is awesome. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I love that shit. That is like up there with Weekend and Bernie's in my mind as far as like comedies go. <laughs> wow, you've got White Chicks and Weekend and Bernie's in the same. Weekend and Bernie's makes me really happy. It's really weird. Weekend and Bernie's too. Makes me even happier. I saw something about Andrew uh, McCarthy doing a documentary. Like him and the, what were they called? The Brat Pack? Um, huh. Because uh, who was it? Him and Demi Moore shared a picture on social media or something a while back? I'd watch that. I think it was a documentary on them being, was it the Brat Pack? That's what they were? I mean, that was like the Breakfast Club kids. Yeah, those, like that. all those kids. Yeah. yeah. The good days. The good days. I finished Killing Eve, finally. Oh, done. Kind of an unsatisfying ending. And mm. I like that. In, uh, it was in a way I liked, where I was like, ha-ha, okay. <laughs> you fucked me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you did it. <laughs> oh, man. I saw a lot of complaining about it online, and I was like, I bet people really were mad about that. And I was like, oh, yeah, they were. And that made me happier, because it was good. I enjoyed the whole ride. It was one of the better shows I've watched in the last five years, probably. I mean, fucking congrats on finishing a series. Four seasons. It's always a victory. It's always a victory. And then uh, I'm watching 30 Coins because it's back for season two, which is a Spanish horror series on HBO, which if it was not subtitled, we would be talking about it like it was fucking Game of Thrones. It's incredible. Mm. But it's a subtitled Spanish series. So when will they learn that Americans just need everything dubbed? It is a really cool horror series. I watched the first season when it came on and then it just came back for a second season like two two and a half years later or something like that i mean season two wasn't like 40 coins no it's the 30 coins that judas was paid to rat out jesus and they have like fucked up got it like abilities and all these bad people from like a alternate dimension are coming there's like demons it's fucking Really well done, really well produced, pretty scary too at times. It's not like exorcist stuff, but there's like, you know, there's a like questionable priest and like creepy Vatican people and <laughs> it's some good shit. 
It's got the guy from Sense8 who plays the like the gay See, so Spanish I never, guy. I never did Sense8. Oh, okay. Well, it's good. It's a good show. I highly recommend it. If you can watch a subtitled TV series. So you've been doing some shows. Yeah, I have. Uh, more on the show side of things than uh, mostly like my movieing has been rewatching horror movies or trying to find things that fall through the cracks. And that'll keep up for a while. Fall just does that to me. It doesn't have to be October. I'll do it all the way to like Christmas. It's supposed to be darker outside. Yeah, it's way too fucking hot. I want to smell fucking leaves for fuck's sake. I talked to a guy from Vermont the other day, man. He made me jealous about October in Vermont. Yeah, I want to see the red and yellows. He said October is fucking perfect for Vermont. I was like, well, yeah, that's like that's. I know it's prime, like the definition. You know, New yeah. England is. Yeah, I mean, fucking surprise, surprise. At. But I mean, he confirmed. Yeah, if you can go to New England in October, fucking do it. Well, you know, it's one of those things where we were having a conversation. It was just a guy at work. He was in from out of town. I was helping him get something, and it's like we had a good conversation. Then I asked him, like, "Well, hey, yeah." And like I ask him a question, then I get like the shitty answer kind of. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I picked up on it. So I was like, yeah, okay. See you later. Um, anyway. But um, anything else? That it? That I mean, that's more than me. I mean, that's pretty much the long and short of it. I wish I watched more movies. That one I watched last week that kind of burnt me, put me off of trying new things, I think, for a little bit. So I'm glad you said that because I turned one off this week. Really? It was my new one. I've been, I'll get to my comfort stuff, uh, but my new one was War of the Worlds, The Attack. Have you seen that on I Hulu? I thought you were going to say the TV show, and I was like, I've been watching that. That's good. No, nah, man. This is like a movie. Oh, okay. War of War, War of the Worlds, The Attack, I think is what it's called. Was it like a straight-to-video sequel? It's uh, maybe possibly straight to Hulu, um, but it's about oh. these three kids in the UK. I let it go. I was getting upset something happened i paused i came back the next night i really did i was like okay let's do this i mean and i'm sorry anybody listening liked it but fuck man i haven't just turned one off in a minute but i was like i i only have so much time now so i went back to comfort watching the only other new thing i did watch that's right i did do too true crime the murdaugh murders the lawyer in south and so the second season of that shit it was only three episodes it was three me and my wife were both like the fuck is second season of uh, that show i had to know so it's just more evidence that a lot more has been released to the public so they were able to put it in the in the series um a couple more interviews with like key people in the the lives of those involved it you know what i will say is right when we fucking get done with this Mm -hmm. or possibly tomorrow we'll we'll see how tired i am i'm watching no One Will Save You with Caitlin Deaver. And if you haven't seen the trailer for this, I will show it to you. That's the Hulu one, right? Yeah. It's at the top of my queue, too. I almost did that one. Did you watch the trailer? Yes. Holy shit. I'm I'm interested. I want, I, I'm willing to watch that one. I've been waiting for it for a while. I should have picked that over War of the Worlds, The Attack. I just, I was like, maybe this will be okay. It was not. Um, based on the on the preview, I'm hoping that that's pretty fucking good. For the most part, anything that has a subtitle to the title, <laughs> well, I just I don't need go to, for it. I went back to the comfort zone, like other stuff that I watched this week, because really it was like during bedtime. Starship Troopers, Land of the Lost, and The Dark Knight Rises. Ooh, nice. I don't think I've watched The Dark Knight Rises very many times. I love any of those to go to sleep to. I could see that. Christopher Nolan movies are good. Because if, if I don't want to go right away, I'll watch it. As soon as I doze off once, wake up, turn it off, I'm good. I can pick it up the next night. Watch Insomnia. You'll go to sleep. For real, that shit makes me tired. Al Pacino? Yeah, he's so sleepy. I really wanted to watch some of the movies that it recommended to me underneath Phantoms. I put one of those in my notes. Did you? Um, Because it's what it started playing next. What was it? What, what, my, what was mine? Yeah. The Faculty? Mine was Below, the submarine movie. Oh, wait. Did I ever watch that? It was around that time. Did I ever watch Below? I watched it once and don't remember whether it was good or not. And I thought about watching it. Hmm. It had, uh, I forget his name. It's Bruce something. Greenwood? Bruce Greenwood. Yes. Nailed it. I'm looking at uh, it. <laughs> that guy from Mindhunter and Fight Club. The guy who starts the his name is Robert Paul. Oh, uh, Holt McElhaney. Yeah. McElhaney? 
I don't know. This guy Dexter Fletcher, I, he really looks familiar. Oh, a bunch of these people are. Holy shit. Yeah, there's some people in it. That I, British lady. You know, I don't think I saw this, dude. I remember the trailers. I watched it when I worked at the video store. Wait, that looks familiar right there. Maybe I did see this. Submarine horror movies don't come along very often. No, they don't. Or it just like touches on a submarine in the story, but it's not really like in the submarine. Yeah, and maybe Phantoms isn't the best movie or the one that you would necessarily want to watch on Halloween. But you want it to be spooky. It's of a certain time. You know, there were parts that gave me that 80s feel. Like this, I mean, even though this was late 90s, they were still like, you know, basing what they wanted it to look like off an 80s horror movie. I remember the trailers for this movie, and then I remember it disappearing. And then I saw it later. Like, I want to say I watched it early 2000s. See, that's the thing. I don't remember it being at the theaters and being like, oh, I want to go see that at the theater. Like, that definitely wasn't a thing with me for Phantoms. I feel like it was in and out pretty fast. When was the last time you saw Phantoms? Probably somewhere between 2012 and 2015. I feel like it was That's in that one of those one. weird time frames for you. Like you watched you re- or watched a lot of random stuff right around then. 2012 to 15 was when I was getting really into Netflix, like really into like Netflix, and so I feel like this was on Netflix one of those times. You were like picking up the things you hadn't really seen that many times. Exactly, cuz you said you saw this early 2000s probably like 2000 for sure. O2. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, the first time I saw this probably was until like 05, 06, at least, if not like an 08 situation. I think this one was a random blockbuster pick. There were parts of the, I remember the trailer, you know, the spacesuit. There were scenes when they were in those, well, not space, you know, the yeah, biological Yeah, I also suit. remember like the empty streets and stuff like that. Ben is a law enforcement officer. This was not a time when I trusted Ben Affleck very well. That is probably why I didn't see it when it came out. Well, wasn't Armageddon also 98? I feel like Armageddon was also 98. So, I mean, he had to have been working on this around the time. Yes, Armageddon was also 98. So, he was working on this before, after, or during Armageddon, possibly? Possibly. I'm going to say better performance than Phantoms. Than Armageddon? 100%. He did good. Hey, how about his character, though? Harvard, FBI, then Sheriff's oh, we'll Department? we'll talk about that. We'll talk about it. I have, a, I have some... Some things. How about how about him? Huh? Yeah, let's get. Don't get ahead of yourself. That's <laughs> you know. I, yeah, this one I can't wait. But I thought this would be really fun to do for Halloween because who the fuck is gonna do Phantoms, right? It's a fun movie, and Halloween is the time that I will watch the things like this. You know, I'll sit and watch like all the Final Destinations edited for television, like around Halloween. I don't care. They're the best parts that they take out. <laughs> I'll watch it on I the mean, Sci-Fi Channel. It's the best parts they take out when that's on TV. I actually did that in a hotel room. Well, okay, hotel's different. It's yeah, but it was game. it was a good time. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Even with commercials and edited for TV. Yeah, it's a, that's it's a good time. Yeah. Hotel movies. This is that kind of movie. Like it's the kind if you're just watching a bunch of horror movies for Halloween, this one deserves its place in there, I think. It's a fun little weird horror movie. I enjoyed it. It was super fun. (laughs) Dr. Jennifer Paley takes Lisa, her sister with a drinking problem, out of L.A. to a town called Snowfield, Colorado. Not a lot of thought went into that name for that town. And that's how you know that Dean Koontz is not Stephen King. (laughs) But when they arrive, everyone in the town has gone missing or is dead, bloated, purple, and decapitated. They're soon found by far too young to be a former FBI agent, Sheriff Bryce Hammond, and his deputies Stu and Steve. They're investigating. Well, no shit, man. I know. It kind of made me want to like sing like the, the theme, like the opening song from South Park in my head <laughs> while they were like walking around the town. <laughs> in the local hotel, they find that a victim has scrawled in blood the name of Timothy Flight. An anthropologist, author of the book Ancient Enemy, and reporter for the Worldwide News, which is clearly Dean Koontz's analog of Weekly World News. They go back to the police station, and they radio the FBI for some reason that Dr. Flight is the only clue they've found. And then they get cut off, and then these creepy crawlers come out of nowhere and kill both deputies. 
like within 10 minutes and things get pretty fucking fun after that the town is being consumed by an ancient underground evil that absorbs the knowledge of all those it kills and now having consumed a bunch of small town church folk believing that it's the devil it wants flint to make it famous and write a gospel about it i mean lipstick on the mirror right (laughs) <laughs> the sparrows are flying again you're no stephen king sir i mean it it like it was trying so hard i read this book in 2020 it was a covid book covid so book. i pounded it down in like two days and that's the thing is uh dean Koontz is not stephen king stephen king you can tell he deeply cares about all the characters and he follows them and sees what they do dean Koontz is like i'm gonna write a book about this fucking monster and I'm just going to populate it with the same old people every time. Like the sheriff, the scientist, strong woman character. At one point or another, makes someone very afraid they're going to be raped. Almost every fucking book. Yeah, dude. Uh, what's it? Stu. This is no exception. <laughs> How is Lee Schreiber so good at being uh, like creepy? He's really good. He might be the best part of this fucking movie. As far as bad guys go, it, it was good. There were a couple of little things that I didn't remember till right when they happened. But yeah, no, I, he was good for the role. Phantoms is the 1998 adaptation of Dean Koontz's 1983 novel of the same name, and the screenplay was written by Koontz himself. So if you want to complain that it's not exactly like the book, it's totally the author's fault. It does have a little bit more like fun 90s Dean Koontz stuff because he gets a little like funnier. It's goofy in there. I mean, there's like a there's an essay of like a dead body in a bed. Almost. You know what I mean? Uh Uh-huh. Like, that dead body's getting essayed by Creepy Stu, the sheriff's deputy. But it's just just even like the... (laughs) And I think that's Dean Koontz's sense of humor, as he's like, yeah, this guy's fucked up. (laughs) And man, you know it from the get-go. It was directed by Joe Chappelle and stars a very 1998 cast and Peter O'Toole. And Peter O'Toole. It's kind of random, but I mean, it works. He brought some gravitas to this. So, and just not Donald Sutherland. In my mind, I pictured Donald Sutherland like in the bio suit, like in the chem suit. You know what I mean? Like I can see him in the suit in the scene. But no, it's Lawrence of Arabia. He's had a lot of weird acting jobs, like a lot of weird bit parts. And And was he in High Spirits with uh, Steve Gutenberg and Daryl Hannah? I believe so, yes. I think Peter O'Toole was in that too. This made me think of that and I didn't check on it, but I was like, when's the last time I watched High Spirits? It was Steve Gutenberg. Probably back when it was appropriate to watch that. Yeah. (laughs) Peter O'Toole plays Timothy Flight, the the name that was fucking scribbled on the mirror in lipstick. I feel like his character was more of a doctor in the book, not a weekly world news guy. You know, he's got that one look. You know what I mean? It's like a distressed look. And with those big blue eyes on that old face freaks me out man it's like a fucking pug that needs to go to the vet i feel like that's why i was like wait was henry fonda the guy (laughs) (laughs) no it was donald sutherland old guys backwards it was donald sutherland okay look before cern it was fucking donald sutherland in this movie (laughs) i was affected you think everything is the mandela effect that name's so familiar berenstain (laughs) have you seen the video of the chick that's like okay Tell me we're not in a simulation. How the fuck does a bus that has two seats, a walkway, and two more seats fit in the same lane that my subcompact fits in, and I can lean over and touch the door? And I was like, you make me want to go measure fucking buses, lady. That's some House of Leaves shit. That one's all over the place. people. But I was just like, no, I mean, but if you really fucking think about it, like, I want to go measure a fucking bus. Anyway, we'll get off that. Uh, Rose McGowan. As uh, <laughs> that's where we're at. Yeah, <laughs> Rose McGowan is Lisa Paley. Uh, Joanna Going plays Dr. Jenny Paley. Leave Schreiber is Deputy Stu Wargle. Was it really Wargle? It was Wargle. <sighs> I mean, they just called him Stu in the thing. Yeah, yeah but where? How the fuck do you even dig Wargle out of? I mean, good creativity there. Dean uh, Koontz. Wargle. What inspired that? I want the backstory on Wargle. Uh, ben Affleck plays uh, Sheriff Bryce Hammond, a Harvard graduate. Former FBI agent, now sheriff's deputy or sheriff? Was he the sheriff? I don't know. I'm saying as he's like 27 years old. No fucking way. Yeah, 26, 27, and he's already been through all that? Yeah. The standards for the FBI must have been a little lower back then. Inappropriate. Stephen King sheriffs are always 35 to 50 years old. Age appropriate? Yes. Yeah. 
Uh, Nikki Cat as Deputy Steve Shanning. Nikki Cat has been in some. He's gotten around. He was around there for a bit. Technically, he's been in a movie with Ben Affleck. Uh, Dazed and Confused. Yes. Well, yeah. Um, the other one that I liked here was Rose McGowan, Leave Schreiber, Scream. Scream and Scream 2. Rose McGowan was not in Scream 2. Leave Schreiber wasn't in Scream 1. They didn't actually show him in one. No, his character was mentioned. But Wait, he's not in the movie. Are you sure that he wasn't in the news footage? I don't think so. I think you might be right. Damn. Well, they were both in Scream. All right, I'm done. Out. You want to hear something funny? Huh. One of the 10 star reviews on IMDb was just, I really like that Rose McGowan and Lee Schreiber were both in Scream. That was the whole review for this movie. So they were uh, they were thinking what I was thinking. 10 stars. 10? I read the 10 star reviews <laughs> on IMDb, and I don't want to make fun of anyone because if this is your favorite movie, fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, way to go, yeah. man. No, um, bliss. This also had Clifton Powell as General Copperfield when he disappears. <laughs> the suit, Copperfield. Ah! David Copperfield. But so I was looking. Oh at... my god, that has to be a Dean Koontz joke. Of course, he's man. such a dad joke, motherfucker. The it's bo- like rapey dad joke. <laughs> yeah, but still '90s appropriate, apparently. And it wait, it worked. It yeah. was just fine. Nobody gave a fuck. When I saw uh, General Copperfield pop up, I was like, "Oh shit, it's Pinky!" Next Friday, if you did the Fridays back in the, was that him? Yeah, he was fucking Pinky in Next Friday, dude. But then I'm like, you know what? He's been in a lot of shit, and I was like, I bet he's one of those fucking guys that's got a shit ton of acting credits. You want to know how many acting credits he has? A Lance Hendrickson amount. How many did he have? Do you remember offhand? I don't remember, but it was in the 180 range. This is next fucking level, man. 259 acting credits. Hot damn. 250 fucking nine. So yeah, shout out to Clifton Powell. You know you've seen him in something. His face disappears for a minute in this one, but he comes back. He shows up again and talks through his mouth without it moving. Technically, he plays two characters. Yeah, they're all ventriloquists without a fucking operator in this one. But yeah, in addition, Bo Hopkins and Robert Nepper briefly appear as FBI agents Hawthorne and Wilson. Robert fucking Nepper. Robert Nepper. I like that guy. He's got a that face. He's is, in a lot of things. Could be a creepy face, man. He might be the best actor in this movie. I mean, as far as performance goes, Robert Nepper was an FBI agent in this. Well, you know, if this was an '80s movie, I would I would agree with that. He had the jokes, <laughs> he had the solid jokes in this movie. Well, I mean, he had that FBI cleverness to see the article on his desk while they're talking to him and give it the eye. I mean, also of all these very famous people from the '90s. I was the most excited to see Robert Nepper. Like, I was like, oh, fuck, Robert Nepper. Yeah, he had that face from that time. You, he was you, very young in this, too. I didn't look. But yeah, not too old in this one. Um, Phantoms has a 13% on Rotten Tomatoes, but it has a 5.4 on IMDb. Yeah, what is that? It does have a 27% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. That doesn't make it any more clear what's happening, well, which is why I read the 10-star reviews. But, and I just want to say... You know, it's not the best, but whether it's 1998 or now, I have seen much, much worse. For sure. Much, much worse. To me, this isn't even a bad movie. To me. It's not a bad movie. No, and decent budget for its time period. Yeah, um, it, you know, at the, at the time it grossed just 5.6 and it was a total flop. It's most famous for the line in Jane Silent Bob Strike Back where Jay tells Ben Affleck he was the bomb in Phantoms. And he wasn't really the bomb in Phantoms, but he was fine. Just miscast. He shouldn't have been this young. This should have been like Kyle Chandler or something, you know? Like, I feel like he would have been the right age. Right Who's Kyle there. Chandler? The coach from Friday Night Lights. Oh, okay. He's also a sheriff in uh, Super 8. I just never know his name. I never remember his name. Yeah, early edition. Likes coffee? <laughs> um, yes, he does. And so so why did we pick this as our Halloween movie? Because why the fuck not, man? Any other podcast doing Phantoms for Halloween? <laughs> we'll go low. It didn't freak me out. I mean, there were a couple spots where I was like, I bet I jumped a little the first time I watched this, but now just, you know... I don't think I ever thought this one was scary, but I always thought this was an enjoyable movie to watch. Well, you know, certain things, just the abruptness of it, you get the jump. You know, like, oh, shit. You I know? also, it's the kind of monster movie I do like. It's the sort of monster I like. It's a fucking weird elder god that came from under the earth. Like, 
Dean Koontz writes some interesting shit. But when you break it down, it most closely resembles petroleum jelly. So, you know, like, you know, all alien movies, like. Yeah, you can fuck this one. <laughs> you can fuck this one alone. <laughs> it's just going to trip you the fuck out while it's happening, right? Just to see. Yeah. So how did they word it when they're talking to um, Dr. Flight? And he, they're like, so how would you describe this? And he's like, chaos. <laughs> or something like that you know yeah. what i mean like <laughs> that's when he gave that look that i was telling you about too that's one of the times when he gives the look like oh there was a lot more science in the book and it was pretty good okay. as far as dean Koontz is never like hard hard science but he does his fucking homework this one he was like movie people are are dumb let's get it. this is <laughs> this is as dumb down as you could dumb your own book down uh it's all there but it's also not. Also, Lisa in the book is much younger, but the same creepiness happens. Like, she's like 14, 15 in the book. Oh, and so there's creepiness between a yeah, deputy so stew and her? Yeah, the creepiness feels violent in the book. You know, we're talking about, like, do you remember the miniseries Intensity? No. The Dean Koontz miniseries? Mm -mm. It had Dr. Cox from Scrubs in it. Get he was here. like the rapey murderer in it. This is called Intensity? Yeah, it was a miniseries on CBS, I believe. When, back when they were doing the Stephen King miniseries, and they were like, we'll do a Dean Koontz one. And like this one's about like abducting women. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you mean like when they were doing like Tommyknockers and Langoliers? And yeah, around, it was around that time in the 90s. Okay. No, man. But I remember watching it and being like, yeah, because I was all stoked about like, I watched Tommyknockers when it was on. Dean Koontz, I was like, my dad reads that guy too. And then I watched it and I was like, this is freaking me out, man. <laughs> Like, this is a little more kidnappy. What's the guy's name in Langoliers? J Jimmy Smiths? Tommy Knockers. Jimmy Smiths. Tommy Knockers was Jimmy Smiths. Yeah. Langoliers was the guy from, uh, well, oh, man. Lots of people were in that. The guy from uh, fucking Quantum Leap. and uh, Who was the shitty businessman in Langoliers? Wasn't he in, like, that 80s show with fucking Tom Hanks? Wasn't that that guy? No, he was. He, he was in the in, show with that other guy. Uh, he was the goofy foreign strangers. The, the foreign guy, right? Yeah, the foreign guy. The foreign guy. Yeah. It was so weird to see him in a suit when I was a kid because I was like, "No, you're yeah, that he's guy." Carrying that paper. Yeah, those miniseries were good, but yeah, I remember intensity freaked me the fuck out. And that's the thing is, I've read a lot of Steve Dean Koontz, and he is like violent, scary sometimes, mm. and that's how he'll get you. But his stories, his characters are not as like meaningful as Stephen King's. And so I don't, I get real defensive when people lump them together. But what kind of doctor is Jennifer? I can't even remember from the book. Yeah, I think she, she was a medical doctor. I mean, that's what I'm assuming, like, you know, general practitioner, like your primary care physician. She's just like the town doctor. Like, you know, what Michael J. Fox did in Doc Hollywood? Yeah, or I, I wouldn't have been crazy surprised if she was a veterinarian, you know, because that could have played into the story here. If you're a veterinarian in a small town, you don't have the the old house office in the middle of town. You have the ranch just outside the city limits. I guess you're right. Doc Hollywood. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you never know when you're going to go pee in the woods to scare the deer away. I like the turns, though, of where she's like, we're going to go check the bakery because they're always there. They're always there. And how do you like the little alley? The little alley scene where they walk along the side. That's where like the tension starts with me. Where my mind went is like they don't let people have cool little dirt alleyways like that next to everything's got a goddamn sidewalk now. You know what I mean? I haven't seen cool shit like that, like a dirt alley down the side of a building. Yeah, but they're in South Park, so well, a quiet mountain town. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How about them heads though? They were not cooked. Flop flop. They should have been cooked, man. They left the pies in there, what, a couple seconds after the timer went off? And did you notice they were, like, smoking from being in there a couple of seconds longer after the timer? But, yeah, the pies are smoking, like, insinuating that they begin to burn. Perfectly preserved human heads fall on the pies and are not burnt. And their blood was normal blood. It wasn't the dark shit. So that was the start of the continuity errors. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't even sure. I think I somehow turned it off. Did for you this see that when she dropped the cigarette in the sink and then there were two cigarettes in the sink? Get the fuck out. Yeah. No. Like there was a wide shot and there were two cigarettes in the sink. And I was like, how did that even happen? Like, was there a separate amount of takes where she drops like multiple cigarettes in the sink? 
I'd say my biggest one was towards the end. They come up with a plan for something, but he goes to that keypad. How is Ben all of a sudden trained up how to unlock these fucking mobile labs? <laughs> you know, when he walked and he's got the creepy fucking dog watching him. Uh, well, I mean, maybe Flight told him he they gave him a tour. So in this movie, they did acknowledge a lot of loose ends. Or just like when Dr. Flight's being driven to the scene and the general's like questioning him, they're driving crazy. He's like, everybody's got to be a stuntman. Like they acknowledge the crazy driving that you just saw in all those movies. Um, Which probably was a little like Dean Koontz thing here and there where he was like, uh, you know. Yeah. Um, it's a movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, why does the, he carry around the newspaper clipping of the kid that he murdered or shot who had a toy gun? It's explained. It's explained. You know, and then they showed me the lab. Yeah, I got a tour on the way. Yeah, but he should put it in something. A newspaper clipping is going to deteriorate. If you've been sheriff for a couple of years. Also, by the way, you have to be elected sheriff. You didn't just get <laughs> stationed there. Well, but maybe that's what I'm saying. Maybe he is like a deputy. Maybe he's like the the best deputy they, they had. They called him sheriff and they called Liv Schreiber and uh what Nikki Cat Nikki Cat was they were both deputy. They did call Ben sheriff? Yeah, they called him sheriff. Okay. No, well you know how it is. It's like in the movies This is an elected man. An elected 27-year-old Harvard graduate. Look, if you've in watched this definitely Republican town. Any movie, then you know that if you were in the CIA, you go wherever you want. If you're Steven Seagal and you were a Navy SEAL, you can become the chef. You know what I'm saying? So if you're an FBI agent, you can become the town sheriff. 90s rules, man. Come on. Which is why I fantasize constantly about becoming a small town sheriff. <laughs> I hey. really do. I, I constantly fantasize about it. You it's know, my dream in life is to become a small town sheriff. Constables are also voted in. I mean, think about it. What kind of work do you do as a constable? I need to look that what does a constable consist of? Like, yeah, what do you do that's there? That's why I'll never realize this dream, because I have to go and win over a small town as a person from a big city. Well, you know, if you've seen Doc Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Northern Exposure. Oh, man. Sweet Home Alabama. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> Fucking hate those movies so much. Hey, that's got the guy who's the, got the Home Depot voice in it, doesn't it? Yeah. For some reason, when you said that, I could only picture the Whataburger guy's voice. Jalapenos. <laughs> For a second, I thought you said diabetes. Jalapenos. <laughs> <laughs> and diabetes. There was a surprising lack of fucking bugs in this. Like, they had the mist bug, you know? Oh, yeah, the crazy, like, uh, indestructible. Yeah, they came in and killed Liv Shriver. ate his face. Yeah, Stu gets eaten by the fucking mist bug. And then the other guy kind of just gets whisked away. So fast. I thought Nikki Cat would have had more than that. I thought he was going to come back. What? what was with the purple contacts? Oh, like their eyes? He had... No, it was before he got taken or anything. Nikki Cat had purple contacts? He had, like, light-colored contacts in. To the I, point where I looked it up and I was like, he, I mean, he has brown eyes. Yeah. No, I What's thought going I, on with the contacts in this movie? I thought I saw dark eyes. I didn't see light with him that I recall. I think he was wearing, like, purple or blue-colored contact lenses. It was weird. I don't know, maybe it was just a weird light at the time I noticed or something. Because he wasn't on camera as much, but I definitely was like, something is not normal. Well, and it's one it's one of those movies where the police station becomes like the the safe place. You know, we talked about it once. You're like, okay, zombie apocalypse or into the world, where do you go? I think I said police station. Yeah, that's where a bunch of guns are. They went there. They went there. And then a bunch like, of guns. Immediately. And there were a bunch of guns. See, I was right. And Rose McGowan inexplicably knows how to load a gun. And she's like, the things you learn in L.A. And you're like, what the fuck does that mean? It's from the bad guys she was dating. Like in the 90s, she was like learning to fucking... L.A. With crime was so bad that Rose McGowan knew how to load a shotgun. Even though small town Dr. Pal fucking Jennifer... Sarah Palin... <laughs> Dr. Jenny She fucking didn't know how to load a, a shotgun She lives in a small town Well it's cause when you date the bad boys The bad boys to drink and be cool And party Liv Schreiber's glasses also made him more creepy I think Yeah those were like uh, They were mixed between those those Army BC glasses And like uh, just your standard 90's Walgreens readers Yeah they had that color to them Like it's like they're clear but they're also brown <laughs> Like, yeah, they're good, but they've got that brown tint. Yeah, like, just, like they got old. Yeah, just enough brown on there. So many weird little things in here. I like how they did cover 
cover their bases, most areas. And I like the ancient enemy theory. It's cool. I'm surprised that they didn't bring up uh, Roanoke. Yes. He did in the book. Did he? Yes. It's one of the things I specifically remember. Okay. Well, that's cool. I wonder if there was like a copyright. Like, was that in Stephen King enough at some point? Like, similar situation they couldn't use it in the movie? no. He sued a woman for plagiarizing this book. So, apparently someone produced an exact copy. Like, some of the passages were copied out of it. Did he show up wearing a five-gallon hat? (laughs) I certainly (laughs) hope so. It, what was weird was when I found that out, I was like, I kind of want to read the plagiarized one and see what it's like. Yeah. You stole my story. <laughs> I'm going to kill your dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put him in the corn. That movie's pretty good. I will defend that movie. Rented it at Blockbuster for the first time. It's silly, but good. Rented it at Blockbuster. Secret Window. Pretty good. It's Stevie King. The more you watch it, the more you get it. John DeTero's outfit in that, though. <laughs> it's so cartoonish. It's almost like an Amish fit. (laughs) At the midway point of this movie, it becomes aliens for about 20 minutes. Like, we have Marines. Yeah, showing up, geared out. You've got, like, the cool, like, APC lab, mobile lab rolling in. They never actually showed it driving. It was always stationary when it was in scene. Because they built it there. (laughs) They just never showed it pull up. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, no, that's not on set somewhere. That's inside the trailer. <laughs> the fact that it had like the glass fucking like Star Trek doors on the back, even though the whole thing was built like a tank. Like I almost felt like it was getting out of the pod in outbreak when they're in the middle of town. It was a huge command center too. Like it looked like the bridge of Galactica. That's how big it was. Yeah, I mean there were consoles. Had you like the little mini vials pop or the vials popping up? I would like to believe that our government has that. It makes me feel safer. If there's a bunch of those little mobile command centers stationed in places ready to get deployed. Yeah, but if they do, they probably don't. Or they're really old. Or maybe even Cold War days. It's like some hardcore shit, man. Think about all those things they fucked around with experimental, like, and it didn't work out. The dog was a solid thing homage, though. And Dean Koontz always has a dog. So many dogs. Golden Retrievers, most of the time. Does use? Is there a lot of dog usage? Dean Koontz is a, a dog guy. There's lots of dogs. I mean, fucking... Uh, watchers with a golden retriever and the monster Corey ham has the dog i don't know if i ever watched Watchers. god you never saw watchers no. that's a good 80s dean Koontz movie i've seen explorers <laughs> <laughs> not the same errors okay you've never seen watchers i don't think so oh jesus we're gonna watch watchers one of these days well that's a weird blind spot for you i would have thought you saw that that was like right that would have been an hbo movie for sure I feel like you you would watch part of Watchers and you would be like, I've oh, seen this. wait a minute. Yeah, there's a dog. and <laughs> There's a dog in the pictures. I mean, there's lots of dogs in Dean Coates stuff. That, that's all I was really saying. Okay. He's got a thing for dogs. R.I.P. Corey Haim. I get it. Like I'll never be able to watch Ladybugs again. What we need to find are the names of some of these fucking Corey Haim, Corey Feldman movies that I know I saw in Cinemax, but I have no idea what they were called. Anyway. Dream a little dream. It was yeah. almost like soft porn, but Corey Haim and Corey Feldman. We've gotten way off track. Damn you, Where Corey Haim. Watchers, Corey Haim. All right, yes. Dogs and Dean Koontz stuff. The first time you saw it, um, I feel like that may have been in the previews or the old trailers when it branches out and strings them up in the corners of the churches. See, it was ruined by CG a little bit. Like, I thought that the practical effects in the dog scene were solid enough that we didn't need the extra cgi well you know how to tax the face remember in prometheus when the fucking the eel gets in there and like deep throats him i did like that and i liked when uh copperfield pulls the glass out of his mouth yeah like the whole part of the visor that had broken and gone like into him because of the reforming or yeah, whatever he you want to call it out before he can talk that was creepy yeah like that's some creepy shit yeah more of what was scary about this movie is just the idea that there's some sort of hp lovecraft thing under the earth just lurking it's down there in the crevices just waiting to pop up but it's intelligent yeah and it wants to be famous like everybody you're so vain (laughs) sheriff affleck jumps in with his this is just some ancient asshole kind of argument you knew it was going to be the everyman solution it's an ego thing yeah the doctors couldn't figure it out so the everyman has to come in and he has to be like oh that's clear thousands millions of years whatever like nobody ever thought (laughs) he's just cocky 
So we're going to kick him in the balls. Nobody ever thought to test it against like the uh, makeup of petroleum jelly. Yeah, it turns out he's Vaseline, so you yeah. lube it up. I still don't understand how you could get its individual parts. So, like, can we load up some uh, syringes that can be launched out of these cool prototype guns filled with, like, Dawn soap? Like, would Dawn soap have done the same thing to help with the fucking grease? Cleans them ducks. Cleans them ducks. Damn, Dawn. I was going to say, how about uh, when when uh, Stu turns into a fucking squid and, the, and fucking does the limbo? <laughs> it's my favorite part of the movie. How low can you go? <laughs> this one started with the humor in it was pretty good. Well, and and the tentacles look great. But then when he actually does the limbo thing, how his body is totally like on some sort of rig separate, you know. <laughs> just, yeah. But he's just having a good time. And I, hopefully they had a good time on set. I think Liv Schreiber had a great time making this movie. He seemed to have fun with it. And his character was pretty uh, big part of the story. There were also 10 star reviews that people were like, and Sabretooth is in this movie forgot how could you forget those nails dude come on meow <laughs> come on meow um <laughs> no one of the notes that i had for the dog because i was just like the dog in church and then i was like the dog and then i was like the dog it likes to watch <laughs> <laughs> it did like to watch it was a watcher man it gets in the way <laughs> yeah like get those eyes off me <laughs> i like how he pushes it out of the way like it's a dog too with the like, he's those like, Get the fuck out of there. Uh, yeah. Um, how do these entities, these uh biological happenings, how do they how do they like know to pick like the right group like for this gospel? You know what I mean? Well, I think it was because he absorbed a bunch of small town church people that thought he was the devil. That the, oh, it's a demon. You know, he was like, Yeah, I'm so you don't think before this town had already had the demon mentality? Well, that's what they were saying, was it could have been that it never had fed on human beings before. So it never picked up that knowledge until this moment. And now it thought it was a god, because these people believed in God. So that was the whole solution, was like, oh, now it thinks it's unkillable, but it's just this ground slime anyway, so fuck this shit. Did you notice that Rose McGowan and Ben both have very defined chins? It made me want to watch me, myself, and Irene. And it... You know, what do you think? It's solid. Ain't you a Spartacus, motherfucker? It's such a solid chin. I love you fucks with me. I feel like I want a more defined chin. I'm one of those people who have facial hair, and when I shave it, I'm like, fuck, I wish I had that butt chin. Like, I wish it was Kirk Douglas. Well, I mean, like, sometimes when I shave, shave, I feel like I should go super <laughs> overbite. You know what I mean? Like, comical. Like, I mean, fucking, like, Beetlejuice overbite. Yeah. You know that weird thing? So you're... Jealous of Rose McGowan's chin, is that what you're saying? I never realized hers was that defined. You know, Ben is Ben. Depending on how what size he's at, it's, it differs a little. But, you know, dude's got a solid square face. I like that he had normal teeth in this one. Right. This is like, does he have veneers now? I'm sure, right? I'm sure. Or he's had them extremely straight. But you could tell, like, those were his teeth. It's so weird. Yeah, he you looked said like that. a normal person. Like, there was a time in the 90s where, like, everybody had normal fucking teeth. Like, they were straight. And that was all we did to them. Mm -hmm. And now everyone has these big, fake, fucking white teeth. People's teeth aren't white. Not in real life. And they're not that squared up. Like, they're not that perfect. Yeah, he had normal human teeth. It's I noticed that. It's not even in my notes. but I know Because there was a scene, I want to say, when they were out in the street or something. You know what I mean? They were supposed to be outside. It was like this like profile shot where I know exactly what you... That's nice. Yeah, I'm glad I'm nice not the only one. Notice. I'm glad I'm not the only one. That's great. Uh, how about the leopard gecko? Pretty funny. It also it looked like like one of those like beanie geckos when he first made it. Like it was like the the insignia for some shitty Walmart swim trunks. Better than virtuosity. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I bet. I, I'd recently watched Virtuosity, uh, and so my mind immediately went to, well, that gecko looked better than Sid healing himself. That human tornado looked fucking atrocious. That was one of those times, and it was at a time in history where I would have been like, oh, you fucked it up with bad CGI. Like, you had to use the CGI. You did. You held out to that last thing. Spent but all your the money idea on it. of it. 
Yeah, that was creepy. The idea of it that it's just that one thing of a the, human cyclone. Imagine if they could have done that now. Yeah, that's like Freddy's fucking belly in Nightmare on Elm Street three. You know where all the faces. Or okay, how about the thing that was hanging on the wall in the Devil's Advocate? Yeah, in his office. Do you think that looked better looked than like this? A, like a Goya painting. But it it changed. So do you think that that looked better than this tornado? Think about it long and hard. Devil's Advocate. Think about quality. I don't know, because I'm thinking about it with the eyes I last saw The Devil's Advocate. I and know. that was a very long time ago, even though I own that on DVD. I know it's tricky because offhand I would say the same thing. I think Devil's Advocate wall. Well, it's the looked- same as like when somebody showed me what Dead Space used to look like. And I was like, I mean, why you would need to remake Dead Space? It looked great, you know? Mm-hmm. And then they showed me it, the, the old Dead Space, and I was like, oh, that <laughs> no, looks really fucking bad. I'll have to look that up, too. But you're looking at it with, like, early 2000s eyes instead. Yeah, I mean, fuck, man. It's we happening. remember things looking pretty good. We remember Event Horizon being scary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It still creeps me the fuck out, though, at times. Well, that's the thing, is I think this kind of creeps me out, too, when I think about it. The book was creepy. So if you know, you know, I've got a thing with shower curtains that, you know, this is drain-related. Drain, shower. I'm like, you don't know. Like Mr. Rogers said, Frank, you'll never go down the drain, the drain, you'll never go down the drain. Did he say that? Yeah, there was a Mr. Rogers song. Because little kids were afraid they'd go down the drain with bathwater. This wasn't like a Pennywise thing? (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Georgie. (laughs) Do you remember when they did it, SNL? But it was like Kellyanne Conway. (laughs) (laughs) What's her name? Kate McKinnon. It was Kellyanne Conway, and she's like, hey. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, good shit. (laughs) Which is funny because this ends with a sewer boy. Yeah. I know. I thought that was kind of unnecessary to bring back around. We could have let Affleck go down in the sewer and kill something. We had to bring up the this little boy from his newspaper, his pocket newspaper. Well, yeah. Were you kind of hoping that when he tried to uh, introduce the uh, genetic material or whatever it was, you know the the mixture? So like the the final form that gets infected is the boy. It's not like this huge soul tornado. Yeah, and I was trying to decide if was it because he was in the sewer. And he was standing in the sewer goo. That shatter, though, and it, like, freezes almost for a second, like, slow motion freeze, but you're like, well, that was unnecessary. The thing that saved the ridiculous, like, hero ending was the documentary where he's, like, given the book of Timothy, basically, you know? Oh. At the <laughs> the, he, uh, he won. I'm going to tell everyone. <laughs> like, he's like, I'm going gonna to write a book about this. Well, so that final scene where he's being like interviewed and his name pops up on the screen, that to me was one of those things that was like, this is still 80s influence in the late 90s. This movie was supposed to be made in the 80s. Is that what it... Yes. So do you think that that may have been some sort of weird spillover to where like there was no other way to... Um, Maybe. Uh, I don't know. It's just... I think I still think it was because it was Peter O'Toole. <laughs> Do you know that face I'm talking about that he makes? Yeah. It's like a deer in a headlights look. Yeah, like he's like, what? I'm making a movie? (laughs) (laughs) Just shit myself. (laughs) No, it's just it makes me uncomfortable when he makes that face. Because whatever other movie like is in the back of my head that I couldn't tell you what it is, I feel like he's making the same fucking face. They have the fucking movie. Anyway, so he was a great actor, you know, for his time. Is that controversial in some weird way? No. He's like mid-level, right? Oh, God. Peter O'Toole? Yeah. Oh, he's fucking Lawrence of Arabia. I mean, everybody's got the downward slope of the career, right? Well, if you live to be fucking 80 years old, what do you think about the fucking fact that the last remaining part of the monster decides to go to a bar and pick up a girl? I don't think he picked her up. They gave you that, like, like he's just chilling in a bar watching a fucking ancient aliens documentary. Eating peanuts, right? Eating peanuts, yeah. Talking to the cowgirl. That would have made more sense if it had blended in, but I actually thought it was a great ending for the movie. Perfect. Uh, you know, it almost had like a Tales from the Crypt vibes. Yes, and that's why I think this movie was good. It's because it feels like an episode of Tales from the Crypt. And like this movie probably could have used some Billy Zane. It really could have. <laughs> that really would have set off the mm, the flavor of this movie with a little Billy Zane. It would have tied the room together. It really would have tied the room together. Liv Schreiber did a pretty good job. Nah, he did a great job. Come on. He was a great stew. You know, if it was a little earlier in the 90s, it might have been Billy Zane. We didn't go as hard into the, like, 
scary shit. But man, Hell House LLC. Creepy. Yeah. I think last year we didn't get a horror movie that actually spooked me. Hell House LLC. If you would have watched it alone for the first time by yourself, dark room at night, that shit would have really fucked with you. And I didn't, and it still fucked with me a little bit. Uh, Pope's Exorcist, could have done without. Yeah. Didn't need to. Same story. In the Mouth of Madness. Always fun, though. Great watch. Like I said, there were scenes where I was like, I have seen this at some point in my life. Just I had no recollection of the movie itself, and I could not even begin to guess when it was I saw it. But there were just certain parts of the movie that I'd definitely seen that before. But enjoyed it. It was great. Sam Neill, thank you for the versatility. <laughs> Always fun. He's cr- Sam Neill, man. I don't know. I heard I heard something on somebody else's podcast. I forget whose it was, but they were talking about how, like, you know, like, did you know Liam Neeson is just like apparently just very well known for getting shit faced drunk and pissing himself in public? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no fucking way. And if, it's a thing. So I mean, like, you never know what you're gonna. You know, like, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, there's people like. You know, I hear that about Liam Neeson, and I'm like, man, what's what's up with Sam Neill? Like, what's he like in the real world? Not as disappointing as Hugh Jackman, I'm sure. <laughs> so well, next month, we're doing cults. Cults. Can we do one bedroom? We. I, so the ones I picked, I, oh, they're I right a here. long list of ones, and I was okay. like, these ones are going to go real hard, because we got to do Dutch for Thanksgiving. Look, it's not the cult movie you think it is. We will do one bedroom. At some point. I have more cult movies. Okay, more I just thought movies. we should do this block of cult movies, and then maybe, like, uh, March, we'll do some more cult movies. But you I- know how in basketball there's March Madness? Let's do March Madness like horror madness. March Madness. <laughs> <laughs> so next time we're going to do The Endless, which is Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead. Because I haven't seen it. Yes, and I've only seen it once, and it's on Peacock, and then we're going to do Ty West's The Sacrament, which I've never seen, which is a found footage movie. Yay! Found footage horror movie by Ty West. Okay. Sort of a uh, Jim Jones scenario. Ooh! And then we're going to do a rental, because I think this will be a really good conversation. We're going to watch Martyrs, which is a French horror movie that is pretty fucked up, man. Okay. Watch, I watch. Somehow I've seen that. Would that not blow your fucking mind? That would blow my mind. I'll let you know. Because I think I dug pretty deep for this one. I had a long list of cult movies, and I was like, what are going to be good conversations? There's a lot of movies about cults, and we've already done some. The Invitation. We've Check. done uh, Faults. Check. Both were great. I'm sure more cult movies will pop up along the way. But I think this is going to be fun. And also, these are all kind of horror movies. That's cool. And then we'll lighten it up with Dutch. But Martyrs goes real hard, so we're going to need something light after that. Mm. Nice little palate cleanse. Yeah, and then it'll be Christmas time, and we'll watch Christmas time, probably horror movies. But And then we'll polish it all off with Die Hard versus Home Alone. (laughs) Who wore it better? Who wore it better? The aftershave, that is. Can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine if he's in the top of Nakatomi Tower and the fucking Germans bust in and he just goes, Ah! <laughs> oh my God, that would be the best if it was Kevin McAllister in Die Hard. Oh, and he's just crawling around the air ducts. <laughs> Fuck you, Hans. (laughs) I'm eating rubbish. (laughs) Thanks, everyone, for joining us for the Last Video Store Clerks podcast. Be sure to leave a rating and subscribe. You can find us on Twitter at Last Clerks, Instagram at The Last Video Store Clerks, and you can find Scott at dispatchesfromthepit.com.